0: Welcome to the Kevin and Phillip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Phillip. Here we go, Season 3, Episode 10. This is going to be a fun one. Um, we have a new sponsor. I teased on Facebook. I was going to announce it last week. Uh, did not because I felt like it would probably be better to uh, announce it on the podcast. So uh, this first episode, we're going to announce the Kelly Kitchener Agency is our new sponsor for the next few podcasts. So we brought Kelly on with us.
1: Thank you, Kelly. Hey,
0: you guys are welcome. So appreciate, uh, appreciate helping us out and uh, joining us here so We're going to talk a few things today. We're going to talk about uh, some sports and culture stuff. We're going to talk about insurance while we have Kelly here and, and answer some pretty popular questions. I've got some questions. I know Phil has a couple of questions for him, but uh, I know we kind of talked a few weeks ago. We we're going to try to hold off on the politics thing and, until we get a little closer to some elections, but right. I can't. I can't hold my tongue after last
1: night. <laughs> did you did you rip up your papers in the middle of the stage? I did not did rip you?
0: up any papers. But uh, is Bozo the clown still alive? I feel like he's not. I feel like I read a few years ago that he's not alive
1: well, anymore. It, she's he's turned female because she was sitting right there behind the president last night. <laughs> That's not where I was going. Okay, out, but okay. Right. So, but I feel like. Can you believe she's still sitting there? That's what kills me. Did you Still see what, the yeah. time
0: when she stood up and like rubbed her hands together and then just sat back down? Like mm. that was almost freaky. Yeah, but uh, that
1: was a signal, bat signal.
0: So, State of the Union last night. I know Phil watched part of it. Did you watch any? Yeah, other I did of actually
2: uh,
1: unintentionally,
2: but I did watch it. So. Did you? Did you complete it? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for well, you. you I, did better than I did. Yeah, it did
1: better than me. We we made it. I didn't see the lady's outburst. Uh, Kevin was telling me that the lady had the outburst about the thirteen dying in Afghanistan. Bobert, yep. I probably got in about 20 minutes, and in all honesty, probably what keeps me from watching it more than anything is the fakeness of it. just drives me nuts how fake and how stupid they think we are, but Kevin wants to get into that a little bit, I
0: think. Well, I do, and Phil and I talked about this uh, before we jumped on here. Um, I would say this. I feel like you should be offended by the way these people think about you. They literally think we are a bunch of dumb idiots the yeah. way they act.
1: 100%. It, it,
0: I took offense to it last night watching that. And I'm not, I'm not going to get into – well, I probably will. The Democrats – We'll give them – I'm,
1: I'm a top one diabetic that has to use insulin, so you can go into that just for a okay, second. sure. Just, I mean, that will just warm you up on right. it.
0: So this is how stupid they think we are. So Trump talked about for three years the price of insulin is too high. He gets legislation passed to control the price of insulin and bring it down. It starts to go down. Trump gets out of office. Biden comes in. One of the first things Joe Biden does is repeal all of the legislation Trump put in place to control the price of insulin. So what happens? The price goes up. Yep. In his first State of the Union, he literally sits there and bitches about the price of insulin being too high. <laughs> this is your fault Uh, nobody but you made that happen like they really think we're that stupid that we don't remember that stuff i guess yeah
2: repeal it and then hey guess what we're gonna do it all over again and look who's yeah it's it's too
0: high now i get to fix the problem yeah he literally said at one point that he cut a trillion dollars out of the budget and he may have cut something that was a trillion dollars but overall with all the money we gave away, I'm pretty sure that the money that he added to the budget overcame the, the trillion dollars that he may have cut. Did
1: you, did you read the amount that we were saying that we were going to send to the Ukraine to help the Ukraine, which is about six months too late? <laughs> uh, I mean, we should have been sending the aid the minute that he put 70,000 P- Russians on the border of their country, but we waited until the invasion came. But, I mean, they should have been already armed with. The Scud missiles, the anti tank missiles, all those things that Germany's now giving them. We're, we're not giving them those things, although I remember from the Iran Contra conflict, you know, you can bet that there's some backdoor shit going down. I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. somebody's, For some sure. somebody's getting, getting something somewhere. across that border. So there's no, I mean, I'm, there's no question that we're going to probably be involved in that, but not out in the surface for everybody to see. Well, how about all these new
2: jobs that he's created?
1: Yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I was telling Kevin that got to me was, and and you can't always disagree with everything everybody says just because you don't like them. So, okay, I agree with you that we do need more American jobs, more American products being bought in America. But at the same time, he does not include the energy sector of our country in it and so we're still importing fuel from everywhere, including Russia. We were almost
0: energy independent when he took office.
1: But he, he talks this American stuff, but always leaves out the most important sector in our whole nation is gas prices or heating prices, fuel the whole thing. Well, it drives everything. Drives it, yeah, it drives everything. And that's what we leave out. Uh, in Germany, they've always had this, uh, the chancellor over there finally did stop a Similar Keystone Pipeline top deal, which it's already built, that goes from Russia right into Germany. Um, he says that their political aspirations are separate to their energy, energy. aspirations. Yep. They are. You would think separate. one is, but you would think one is the same as the other. But you don't want your people getting pissed off at you because the gas is five dollars a gallon. Cool. So, <laughs> well, we're going to find so out I mean, what happens. A, gas a, is it's $5 It's an absolute a joke.
0: So that yeah. I lost it my last uh, few minutes of watching the State of the Union last night was when, and I was probably halfway, maybe. He made a comment about we need to fund the police. Yep.
1: So that's very aggravating. Does he say.
0: realize? I assume he does, but I don't think he thinks we realize. Mm hmm that the reason we need to fund the police department is because they their the favorite Democrats, slogan,
1: their favorite slogan, defund the police. Yes. Yeah.
0: The Democrats <laughs> all defunded the police. Yeah. Every city that defunded the police or dropped their funding to the police were all ran by Democrats. You caused this problem. And now you realize there's a problem you want to fix it. We had the pro- I wouldn't say we had the problem fixed, but we were in a way better situation before you took office. And now we have
2: a problem. Yeah, did yes. uh, did either of you catch when the uh, when he talked about the Uranians? Yeah, and, the, <laughs> and so so apparently the <laughs> no, he said Uranians. So I'm
1: thinking, man, did they invade Uranus or what? What's going on here, Joe? Uranians. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I. Uh, I expected him to fumble and bumble a little more than he did. He was re- well coached last night because he didn't do as much. Blah, 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 well, he was cranking kind of through that
0: speech. That yeah. wasn't uh, his normal. Sixty-two minute speech, and at it? the
2: you guys didn't watch the end, but at the very end when he yells "Go get them," did you see or hear Let's about go, that? Brandon he yells "Go get them!" like like we're gonna go attack everybody all of a, <laughs> yeah. a sudden. I mean, what are you doing, Joe? Come on. <sighs> yeah.
0: Well, somebody said that that wasn't. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be read. It was on the teleprompter, but uh, he was supposed to like go, <laughs> go but, get them, yeah, yeah go just, shake hands. You know, he's gonna read anything that's on there. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, there's my rant. Anything else you guys want to cover on? The, I just you, maybe I'm we'll offended. circle back.
1: Maybe we'll circle back to it as we get into this. We have we have like have he said before. We one. have Kelly <laughs> Kishner with us, local yep. insurance agent owner. Yep. Um, Kevin, you've got some questions you want to ask me. We want to get right into this well, and let yeah. Kelly tell his story about Absolutely. what brought him to Salina. Yep. What's his, uh, even tell us a little bit about how great your dad is at coaching, those kind of things. All anything, right. because we, yeah, give we've heard background. enough of it. Yeah, yep. for sure. So, uh,
2: anything you want to ask me first to start it off with? No, Kev? Let's, that
0: okay. was my first question. Is let's talk about your background. You're not Sounds from good. here. how did you end up here?
2: Yeah, so I'm, I moved here in uh, 2002. Um, came here. I was on my way, hopefully, to go to Denver at the time. I'm glad I didn't now, but. Uh, Uh, I was selling mortgage loans and uh, got got to Salina, um, had actually turned down shelter insurance in Manhattan before I moved here. And so I get here for a month, and they call and said, hey, there's a guy retiring. Would you be interested now? And I said, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely going to come look at it. And 30 days later, I'm working in that office and been there for 20 years now.
1: So Did that start out in the your little old building? Yeah, I was in the little
2: started. stone building. Took over from a previous guy, Don Mosier, who'd been in there for 25 years. Huh. I was there for 20 before I just uh, just this year bought a new location on South Ohio Street. Uh, we remodeled and moved in there in September. So.
1: And if you haven't been by, you need to go by and see his office. It's beautiful office space and yep. and friendly ladies that work for him. Yep. So, <laughs> yep.
0: yeah, do you want to talk about the conference room a little bit? and What you're trying to do with that?
2: For sure, yeah. So we have a we have a pretty cool conference room. We uh, we went with a really open concept in the office, glass walls. You a lot can of see, glass. yeah, you can see all the way through the place. Um, and so our conference room, um, we got a big seventy uh, inch TV in there that you connect can connect to. Um, And we open that to anyone. So, uh, you know, private organizations, somebody needs to have a board meeting or a a sports group, something like that. If you want to use our conference room, um, it's open to you. We don't ask for any money on it. We just ask that you keep the place clean and take care of it. And uh, we like to share our space. with the local community if we can so
0: yep you got a couple couple other agents working for you now
2: i do um we got two of what we call affiliate agents that work underneath me uh lance johnson um is is our newest one he started in september and then jesse lennon has been with me for about four and a half years uh, my office staff is uh, Lori Reed. I've had her for 17 years. So um, she's really the one that knows what's going on. Yeah, really. For sure. <laughs> I joke all the time that if Lori quits, I'm out. So um, I mean, and it's true. She does so much for my office. I, I can't thank her enough. Um, she keeps everybody going. She does all the little stuff that that needs to get done every day to keep it keep it on a roll. And then we also have Debbie Vidrickson that works for us part time. So I call her Lori's assistant. We hired her to kind of help take some stuff off of Lori. So, um, uh, but all of them do really good. Uh, I try to run it where everybody's an extension of, of my agency. You know, I, my name's bigging on the sign, but I want everyone there to feel like it's their home too. So.
0: Yep. Well, uh, You want to talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, I know you do a lot of of residential stuff, but kind of what lines of business you cover and...
2: Uh, and, uh, We like to call ourselves, you know, we're basically a full-line agency. We're more um, geared towards family insurance. We do do business insurance. Um, We aren't the best at it, but we do it in in its scope. So, smaller businesses are kind of our little niche there. Um, We also do, like I said, full-line family insurance, auto, home, life, umbrella policies, uh, lots of different coverages there, so...
0: What about earthquake insurance? I know that's a hot topic. It's not, probably not as much as it was about what, three months ago when we were having all those earthquakes, but. We still add it
2: real regularly. It's a, it's an endorsement on your homeowner's policy. Um, it's more of a catastrophic type coverage. So, um, you can add that as an endorsement and we've added a lot of them this year, you know, about five, six years ago, we had some, some quakes get started and we added a bunch. Then it really died down. And then here recently, especially after that four point, whatever one we had just out South of town, man, it really ramped up and, uh, um, Is
1: that a cheap addition to the policy?
2: Yeah, I mean, generally, I would say uh, just on average between depending on the coverage amount, thirty to fifty dollars a year for that coverage. So um, it's it's really inexpensive, and it, with as much activity as we've seen, it's just it's just too inexpensive not to add that to your homeowners policy. So that's something that anytime we do a quote now, it's on there, yep. and they can take it off if they want to. So
1: did you see? And I, and we we talked about this as as people have passed away that we've known from coronavirus and and just around the country people dying with coronavirus did you see additional life insurance policies going out because of just the fact that there's now more of a chance you feel like that i could die then you know than. did you see any spike in um, business we've or?
2: definitely seen a spike in inquiries yeah um, life insurance is something that is still the most undersold product in our industry yep. uh, people don't like to talk about it it's honestly not something they really enjoy spending the money on because they don't get anything for it, right? right. Uh, unless they die. Somebody else gets it. Anyway, it's it's an undersold product. It's an underused product by the consumer. Um, it,
1: it's so very you're important. you saying if your wife has doubled up the policy on you, you should watch out?
2: Most likely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I had a cousin. I got cousin. a problem. <laughs> you know, I had a cousin
1: and I've, over the years, I mean, since, since he died and he's younger than us uh, and had has four boys and, I've been curious myself, like how much did he have because he's so young, and who would have thought he's going to die? Right. But then you're leaving, and you, you know maybe he did have some. I've not questioned. That's but, like all
0: insurance, but it's a scary and, thing. and this is the challenge I'm sure you deal with on a daily basis. And and insurance is one of those things that a lot of people you spend money on, and to your point, most of the time don't see a benefit. You're really happy when you have it and it kicks in and you need yep. it. Yeah, but if you never have an issue then it's just a nuisance and that's kind of that's unfortunately that's, fortunately, i haven't had a situation where i've needed yep. that house burned down car accident obviously you know medical expenses with with Healthcare insurance and things like that, but
2: I'm sure a, you get that a lot. I've been to a couple, of, you know, full house fires, and those are devastating. I mean, yep. they, they lost everything, and yep. that it's devastating. I mean, and and people, I tell you, they're real appreciative when when you get out there right. and you show up and you help them. The other one is like with the life insurance topic. My first year in the in the insurance business, I delivered two death claims, uh, which. Some people go their whole career and don't ever deliver one, but I delivered two the first year. One of them was really happy. Great deal. The other one was pretty sad. They had bought a small policy. It was way less than what, what the wife needed to continue. She ended up selling the home, moving in with her daughter. The other one, they really didn't even need the money. She was really well taken care of and they had a a big policy. She was able to just have plenty to do, you know, for the rest of life. So, that first year in the business learning that, you know, man, it's so important. And, and most people don't have that conversation. So, um, if you're listening to this and you haven't had a conversation, you need to have that conversation and don't just assume you have it at work because you might have a little bit, but it's also going away as, as companies get squeezed on other things, higher taxes, they are, they're cutting out benefits. And so, you know, some companies used to be a two hundred thousand dollar death benefit. I mean, we're seeing them a twenty thousand dollar max right. now. You know that that's not taking care of anything but the funeral. Right. So,
1: yep. I, I've got a, a little story that happened to my family about six months ago this week. My aunt Virginia had a pretty uh, serious car wreck that broke her neck and left her pretty much paralyzed. I mean, she she is in a chair now, doing much better, but but she was metaflighted. She, the person that is that, pulled, is that a word? Metaflighted? Metaflighted. <laughs> it is now. There's another one Phil's got <laughs> for you. So, it, here's the thing. The, the person that hit her was a very underinsured person. Only, only probably had liability on a old car. So uh, And then their value of their house and everything. I mean, even if you were to try to sue them, their house isn't worth $20,000. The flight was that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. getting her to the hospital. She ended up in, in Denver in a uh, rehab place for... Two to three months, no telling what that costs. But she herself was not greatly insured. They didn't have an extra policy for an underinsured person that wrecked into you. Right. Uh, explain the <laughs> to me, just like explain what, what could be the the one thing you could add to your insurance that would have maybe helped her, which I don't know how much. Cause hers is a million dollar claim, probably. But so, but what do you? That
2: that's a that's a huge topic that we talk about all the time in the office. Most people have zero idea what they buy when they buy insurance. They just know one, they have to have an insurance policy, yep. and they most of the times just now, especially with online and everything, they just go buy an insurance policy. Right. They may have the state minimum of of insurance, right? And that's twenty five thousand dollars per person, fifty thousand per accident, and ten thousand dollars worth of property damage. That's not enough. I mean, a brand well, that, new issue. that SUV? gone
1: in the minute. That's oh, gone in the minute. Oh, so yeah. And I say
2: $10,000 worth of property damage. If you hit my truck sitting out here in Kevin's driveway today, you would owe me about $45,000. I mean, with only having the state minimum. So people don't even think, I mean, that's just, that's not even how much damage you do to somebody medically, you know? So um, you got to understand your coverages. People just go and buy, buy things. If you don't know what you have and you just go buy it online, you go out and have an accident or your kid um, has an accident. And you could you could lose it all, right? Because at those numbers, somebody's going to sue you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, if you are well protected, and maybe you're just a normal family, but you're well protected, so you don't have a ton of assets that they could get to. Um, as long as you're well protected, you know. One of those injury lawyers is going to get a hold of your insurance coverages, and that's what they're going to sue you for. Right. But if you're grossly underinsured, state minimums, you better watch out. You're you're going to get yeah. something's going to happen. You're going to lose things. They're going to go after yeah. your house yeah. and I your mean, wages. And yeah, everything. there's there's things yeah. they can't get to, but but man, you can sure create a big problem for yourself by not knowing how you're Really
1: put a hiatus on my aunt a lot oh, yeah. a lot of her. You know, she's only six months into this thing, and she's probably got a lifetime of having to deal yeah. with medical issues and things like that. That yeah. uh, under being under insurance, I'll tell you one of the fun things you said about a fire years ago. Me and Lisa rented about eleven years ago. We rented, and I think we had a fire in oh9 I remember that burnt that. the I top of the house off. But Lisa had we were renting, and uh, Lisa had added it was like five dollars a month only in a renter's insurance. Yeah, and that five dollars paid for. All of our living expenses outside of the fire, it paid for uh, mileage when we drove back and forth to, say, feed the cat or whatever, you know, just little things. Like yep. When you ran back and forth, I would have never thought that $5 would have paid off the way it paid off. So,
2: Yeah,
1: yeah how many years it, would you have paid $5 to get that yeah, benefit,
2: yeah. right?
0: Yeah. yeah, Renters' insurance, is, I mean, to that point, I know a lot of people, young kids, I mean, I've, they're trying to watch your expenses, obviously. You're just getting out of school, whatever it may be. But that, to your point, I mean, renters' policies are very, very low cost and yeah. can really save your ass if something happens. A
2: lot of times, the discount just on the auto for a young operator like that, if they just add renters' insurance, almost pays for itself. Yep. So, yep.
0: One of the questions I have for you, um, being the technology guy here, is uh, over the past 20 years <laughs> uh, that you've been doing this, what have you seen changes from a technology standpoint? Oh. Um, Both in in your side of the business and, you know, things like, obviously, like cars and being accidents and all the electronics and stuff like that in cars and and the cost of those repairs going up.
2: Man, we could talk for a long time on this. I'll try and be real quick. So, uh, with vehicles alone, the value of the vehicle has gone up so much. So, that is also keeping the insurance you know, rates up on those vehicles. A lot of people think, Oh, my car gets older. It's going to be cheaper next year. No, because in order to repair that car in a partial loss, which is most claims, it's still costing the same amount to paint that fender or replace that, that item on the car, you know? So those things, those things don't change. Your premiums don't go down because your car gets older. Right. That's kind of a misnomer that people think of. Um, the other thing, when you talk about technology in our business, on our side of it, um, Man, I could go on for a long time on that because when I first started, I had to go in to work at 7 o'clock in the morning just to go through the reports to get ready to do the work for the day. We had to go in and figure out who didn't pay their insurance the, the day before. We had to go find all that, make reports get it ready. And then somebody had to call them, you know, um, tracking our new business. We had to actually mail everything in back then and hope (laughs) that it got there. And then we had to make sure when it got there that it was in the right hands, that it was getting issued. Now that's all done electronically overnight. The next morning it pops up and it's there. Saves us a lot of time. Yep. Um, Direct deposits, things like that, instead cutting checks. Payments are so much faster. You know, we don't use the mail near, we used to have these huge envelopes and it was a really big deal to make sure that envelope was in the mail prior to the mail going out that day. So somebody had to, had to get in the car and haul it over there. Yeah, we he's still late. used so, to that. His
0: new building, there's a mailbox right across yeah. the street. He want to make sure he's by a mailbox just in case we have to go back to yeah, that.
2: <laughs> you never know. We might be headed there. Who knows? But, but that, that part of it's changed. The technology has been a great thing for us. Um, the rating factors. So we used to have, when I first started, we had rate manuals and these books would take up. I mean, if they stacked them here, we wouldn't be able to see each other. And so, when we figured rates, we had to go through and pick out the county, the state, the type of car. We had to manually figure all this up, plug it into a computer program, and then it spit out a number. Well, now that's all done on the background. Um, you know, there's lots of issue lots of things that are make up an insurance rate. You know, they use credit. Um, as a as a determining factor of the rate we use a tiered rate system so it has lots of factors people think credit 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 it's not it's a very small piece of the rating factor but credit payment history with insurance accident history driver's age you know those types of things where you live that all goes in and now that's all done in the background but man i remember when they were developing that technology we had what was called a tier calculator at the time and it was the hardest math I think I've ever done in my life it was man it would take it would take us 30 minutes to get a rate sometimes on a car you know you'd do that with a family with four cars and a house and yeah. it take an hour to process an app that we can do in 10 minutes now so
1: did, when you started did shelter have a vetting uh, to to allow you to become an agent did you have to go through a vetting system the to- I know you bought it from another guy but was there a Well, we
2: don't buy our business. Um, okay. The shelter, we work on a contract. Some companies out there you have to buy into your book of business, but we don't do that. Um, we get to take over like for me I was able to take over an existing book of business business which is great. So I work X amount of years, build my agency to, you know, a large dollar size. After so many years of service, I can retire and they'll pay me a life income from there when I decide to walk away. Now, you got to get their Their numbers are based around some some years that are right around retirement age and things like that. But after 15 years, you're fully vested in it and then you can retire. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at now. And that's why I'm bringing on other guys. I've grown my agency to a pretty good size and uh, just trying to keep it growing and and keep it going. So um, one of the best things about my career, man, is uh, that I have been able to do everything with my kids. You guys raise girls. I don't know anything about that. I have four. Neither do we. <laughs> well, that's the that's fun part. I love listening to you guys' stories about that because, man, I, I've got four boys. So yeah. um, it's a little different world at my house. You know, um, I had two older ones and uh, from my previous marriage and then two with my current wife, 13 years. Love you, Amber. So I um, figured I better say that. Why, man, morning. do they make cute babies, those boys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> athletic boys. They've done well. I've got one that is a dancer. He I'd is say in, all uh, four,
1: all four athletic yep. boys. Yeah.
2: yeah, The littlest one hasn't figured out where he's headed yet, but he'll be there soon. But, yeah, the oldest one, Logan, he is a dancer. He's living in New York City. Trying to get on Broadway, obviously real challenging. I right hope now. I
1: see him next week. We're going to try to run into him next week. Uh, yeah. Remind <laughs> me when we get done. Well, I'll the girls were going to text so. him when we got there and uh, see if we can see him at least for one afternoon. We're going to go to New York next uh, Wednesday. for I haven't been since uh, – the previous mayor, we <laughs> said we aren't going back. We used to go on a lot of trips to New York City because of, and this is uh, kind of chasing rabbits for a second, but we went because VRBOs were so cheap. Right. The previous mayor, a Democrat, outlawed VRBOs in New York City. You can go right across the water in New Jersey. There's all the VRBOs you want, but it's sort of tough to get back into the city, whatever. But now you have to buy a hotel. Mm-hmm. It's more expensive to go to New oh, York yeah. now than ever before. The demand for apartments is not great. People moved out of New York City, so I'd say it's, that's a chasing the rabbit deal. But I'm hoping I do get to run into your son next week, and I think we will. Surely we'll be able to oh, see yeah. him at least one day. He would love to see you guys, that's for sure.
2: And I got one that's a sophomore at K-State, go Wildcats, and then I got two little ones. Uh, Jackson is a seventh grader at South Middle and then Colton is a third grader over at Coronado. So I'm going to be at it a little bit. I can't believe Jackson's that old.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Third grader. So So along with that, I
2: I also dabble in a lot of youth sports. Um, That is – a passion of
0: mine let's let's talk about that because that's next on my list um i know that well that's uh, the
1: nice thing about being your own business owner is you're able to go out to you're able to go out my dad owned you know we i've told before we owned he was able to coach all of us when we were little and that kind of stuff and it really makes the difference in How much you love your dad, (laughs) whatever. It's pretty cool to have your dad coach. Morgan would disagree Well, I would get to start. (laughs) I got to start because dad was coaching.
0: (laughs) So, well, one of the things we're going to talk about, and we'll just go right into it since we're talking about kids and sports, is some of the local stuff going on around here. Um, I know, Kelly, you're pretty passionate about this stuff. I know you post a lot of stuff on social media. You and I have had a lot of conversations around some of this stuff. But over the past few years here in Salina, they've – Done a lot of upgrades to yeah. our sports facilities. um You know, just off the top of my head, thinking about it, I mean, they, they obviously built the field house. I know that was a big All issue right. back in the day. Uh oh, that's a good sound. <laughs> I love that sound.
2: Yeah, I had some fun so, conversations when that whole thing went. Yeah, and that.
0: and, and yep. tennis courts. Obviously, that's kind of the pressing one right now. That's going on, getting ready to put the new tennis courts in. A couple of years ago, they did the upgrades of the South Fields and Dean Evans. So. Um, and I know the yard, uh, that's not a that's not a, a public thing, but obviously that's a nice addition and It to goes hand-in-hand hand so. with the other additions. Yeah, absolutely.
1: The, the, the absolutely. one thing that always frustrated me about this, and, of course, I have girls and, and not really into sports other than dancing, was how many people complained about these things that are great for our city?
2: Exactly. And, and, was- and it just
1: drove me – it used to drive me crazy. They would get on podcasts, some guys, and oh. just gripe all day long about uh, the things that – have improved our city, I feel like. Yeah, I
2: mean, here, Here's my thing to it is, like it or not, you may not like sports and you may not think that we need to spend all this money on those facilities, but like it or not, that is a huge income-producing yep. thing for a city. And if, if we don't continue to upgrade and, and upkeep our facilities, we're just going to fall behind again. We're so far behind right now, we've lost tournaments that we'll never get back. Yes. And so – they're doing some things, the downtown project, the, the field house, uh, the new fields that we have got. And then there's, there's some other upgrades that hopefully are coming pretty quick. Yep. Um, by doing those things, I mean, you, you can't believe how much income impact that has on our community. I know how much I spend on my baseball yeah. club. I've got 90 kids in my baseball club and we play out of town almost all season. We play here twice. I know how much money we spend as a club when we go right. out of town yeah. I can't imagine, now, if you take that times a whole tournament of, say, 50 teams every weekend, holy cow.
1: That we were missing How out much money completely. are we missing
2: out on in this town by not having the facilities yeah. and the upgrades? It's got to happen whether you like it or not. So, if you're listening and you're a, a person who votes against those things, your taxes are going to go up because we're not going to make money in this town. And, like it or not, youth sports makes money. It's, it's yep. sad, but but it is, I mean, those parents will travel and do anything for their kids, and they're going to come here, spend money in the hotels, restaurants, at our entertainment facilities, just all over town, and, and why give that money to Hayes, yeah. you know?
0: I, I will tell you this, and I, I'm speaking from the softball aspect, but I know baseball is the same um, from talking to, to you and other, other coaches and, and people that are involved in baseball, but it used to be in Salina there were softball tournaments all the time and i know there's there's some other things with softball with uh, usa softball not doing some tournaments here locally a couple years ago during COVID and stuff like that the last softball tournament i was at that we didn't play in was probably right before covid i sat there and i listened to a couple they had no idea who i was that i was from salina i was just watching a random game i heard them come out of the bathrooms at billboard and say these are the worst facilities (laughs) of any softball field we have ever played at.
2: And they were not wrong.
0: So I put that on Facebook. To to Salinas' credit, Parks and Rec actually did reach out to me. We talked a little bit about some things. Um, So kudos to them for recognizing we have a problem and wanting to fix it. But...
1: Has there been improvements yet?
0: Not yet, but they're coming. Well, hopefully. I've seen... They've started a little south, bit of they prep They did the Southfields. Yeah. Um, well, I
1: saw they were redoing or doing something doing in the some bathrooms at Dean stuff. Evans. Yeah. And oh, Dean yeah. Evans' bathrooms are just horrible. Yeah. When you try to host the 4A tournament with two Johns, not even a door on the stalls. Yeah. Those oh, things yeah. that are kind of... I mean, that's yeah. way past time no, to have a door a, on a it's, stall. It's,
0: it's a process there in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, but we only played in... I think two years ago, we didn't play any tournaments in Salina. Last year, we played one tournament in Salina. And this year, we're hoping to play in one tournament in Salina. We used to play three or four in Salina. The girls love to play in Salina. We get family to come out because we don't do league. Um, And to your point, I mean, a softball tournament, when we're at Bill Burke, there'll be 60 teams in that tournament. Like, it's ridiculous. But now they don't. They don't have any because they don't you can't want to even build hardly drive facilities. up and down the
1: street out there. There's so many people. Going oh, you'll in get and out stopped on
0: trying to get into Bill Burke in the morning. You'll stop on, oh, on Crawford for 30 minutes. Get stuck. I've out there. I've already
1: noticed that um, Kansas Wesleyan and I guess it's probably just Kansas Westland so far has already been playing multiple games at Dean Evans mm-hmm. that would have been rained out in years past. Correct. So, I mean. If you don't like the turf, then you you don't go by Dean Evans and see that they're being used in February. Now we're in February; they didn't play baseball no. in well, Kansas in February. If if we Great don't science. upgrade
2: to that, those tournaments get canceled.
1: Now we spent we lost the money
2: anyway. We got to have the facilities. We keep the money in town. We keep having the events. That's just because coaches, coaches of of kids teams, they go to a place and they get rained out a couple years. Good luck, because they're not coming back. I mean,
1: yeah. Well, I was afraid we would lose the four A tournament. We, I assume, we would have lost the four A tournament had we not turfed. um, Dean Evans. Dean Evans. Uh, because the year it rained it all out and they took it all down to north of the what's the town north of Wichita that has all good turf? That's where they maze ended up going or to take, somewhere. maze yeah. has really nice they all, all turf. I yeah. Mean, yeah, and beautiful facility. I, I know where you go. It's
0: I don't know this for a fact, but I did. I think you know, South just turfed their fields. I th- I think South was or Salina because Central plays there too. Salina was the last field in the Ark Valley Chisholm Trail League, I believe to turf their fields. Everybody uh, else had uh, turf except for Salina. I don't know that for a fact. That would not but, surprise me. But, bit. yeah, I mean, being mostly Wichita schools and stuff. But And people do say a lot, well, it's Wichita. They have a larger tax base and all that kind of stuff. But well, I travel a, to Wichita every weekend for softball.
2: From yeah. a maintenance standpoint and everything, it's just so much more inexpensive. Even if you just do the infields, you can play on wet grass. You can't play on wet dirt. Right. Just, you just can't do it. And then, you know – it's not to say that those things can't be used for other, other events, too. You know, you've got, instead of, who wants to go run around on a dirt field and have a uh, family reunion picnic? Well, why not go <laughs> play kickball on the turf out at out, out at Bilbert? You know what I mean? It yeah. just it changes the facility so much, it becomes more useful for other things other than, dirt is not useful for a lot of things other than uh, baseball, softball, those types of things. Dry so, dirt. Yeah. Dry <laughs> Wet dirt. dirt's not good for anybody, so...
0: <laughs> Well, speaking of that, the other thing that we had talked about, maybe touching on a little bit, because I know this is something else we talk a lot about uh, when we're sitting around drinking beers and stuff like that, <laughs> is uh, kind of culture, sports, youth sports today. Kind of getting into that a little bit, and I'll start because um, I know there's a few things you want to get off your chest, <laughs> if that's how we want to say it. But yeah. um, you know, being a, being a coach, and and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, and and I realize that I've I've over the past couple of years I've I've tried to change some of the things I do based on this. Um and I know and I'm not saying this cuz I know your organization is not this way. Mine definitely is not from a softball standpoint. I feel like as I talk to kids, like a lot of these organizations there's a lot of private coaches now which we didn't used to have right. before. I mean, here and there, but not like it used to be. It's like to me, they're trying to make a profit in a lot of these cases and not you know, filling parents' heads with false information about scholarships and this and that Mm -hmm. at 12 years. old. Correct. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not going to get into some conversations I had with parents years ago coaching a a little league baseball team, but, uh, um, not focusing on the development of the athletes and focusing on trying to make money doing it. Do you see that on the baseball side? Uh, Yeah. And basketball, I guess. Man,
2: And you hit it on the head there, right? Not, not developing the fundamental portion of the game. You know, we don't, that's a big thing for me and, and the guys that I coach with is we really try to develop these kids as athletes and just good good kids, hopefully, you know, when they get out there. You can't ever guess what a kid's going to do in eighth grade. But, um, you know, so culture is a huge – it's a big word when you start talking right. about sports. Like, but if you don't have good culture in anything, I mean, in your community – everywhere where's the uh, pride doesn't follow you got to have culture you got to have a great culture and then all of a sudden you've got good pride in whatever you're doing so those things are are huge but like you said uh, those those guys are are doing maybe some of them are doing a great job and they are are fundamentally developing the kids but if they're just developing them to win that contest for that year that's where we see our high school team struggle because kids at 10 11, 12 years old that are playing the game just to win because their coach is only playing to win, man, they're not developing fundamentally. They get to the high school game, and then they can't compete anymore. Yep. And that's what I see. So No,
0: I, I would agree with that. I, and, and the other thing that drives me crazy about this is, is a lot of these kids are, are coached, whether you know, like I said, the private coaching, stuff like that, which there are certain things like softball pitching. I'm sure baseball pitching is the same way. If you want to be really good at it, you've got to go work at it. It's not something you can just do at practice for 20 minutes and think you're going to get better at it. So I'm not. I'm not saying there's yeah. not not a, a a time and place for that. But think about when we were kids. We're not that old, but Saturday morning. Uh oh, Phil's phone's going off. Every Isn't every in. podcast, at Some, least one time. Somebody listening in on this. Yeah, but. Saturday mornings, you're yep. calling around. That was
1: my brother. He's an Asher six time state champion. Oh, he knew geez. the fundamentals. There it is. He knew there the fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. Every podcast. That yeah. comes up. <laughs> so but Saturday
0: mornings, you're calling around, you're getting your friends together to go do some you know, go play a sport, whatever that could be. You know, it's just the kids. There's no parents out there, there's no mm-hmm. coaches, there's no officials. You know, argue. We might have thrown a punch or two here and there. But nobody was there. Nobody ran home and complained. It wasn't perfect, but you had fun. You learned failure. You learned how to win. You learned how to deal with differences.
2: The kids don't even know how to do no. this anymore. No, nothing no. at Drive all. Drive by Jerry yeah. Ivy basketball court yeah. and look for a game. Yeah, never. Of, of youth kids. Never. I, I mean, when we were – I feel like I'm an old man saying this, but when we were younger, man, that was – we met and we did that and yep. we played. We didn't need a coach or an nope. adult to be there and monitor us, you know. And and I I talk to my kids all the time, you know. Get those games going. Um, I coach with AJ Anthony on baseball, and and that's a big thing for him. He's like, man, just go out and play baseball. Just go play it on your own. It, it I, that's what's missing is, yeah. is is that culture. But that yep. goes back to culture. Yep. Everybody's got to be got to be directed to do something. They can't do it on their own. And that's developing your fundamentals is not your coach's job necessarily. Your, your coach's job and you sports should be to coach your team, help you along and yes, develop you as a team, but, your individual fundamentals, your, your regimen, and, and what makes you go needs to be developed on your own, and that goes back to the parents. Parents have got to be more involved in their kids instead of just dropping them off and expecting um, all youth coaches to take care of and make their kid an athlete. That's not how it works. You know, my dad's a, uh, a coach. He's been coaching since 1977, still coaching today, 76 years old, be 77 here in a couple months. Um, coaches, junior college track and field, um, myself and my siblings all ran for him. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything, although I wish I had to play at least one semester of football, but, um, (laughs) didn't do it anyway. I had a time in my life and then really enjoyed it. Uh, track and field was, was our, my dad is, that's what he coaches. So, um, but being around that and seeing now that I'm getting older, obviously, and looking back on all that he's done over the years with different athletes in a small community. I mean, he's bringing guys in before my sophomore year in college was the first year we had a foreign kid kind of come run for us. We had our first uh, guy from Kenyon. And, man, he changed the culture yep. of the whole program. Just that one guy coming in, his work ethic and and coming from his background, the guys from Nebraska and Kansas that were mediocre runners, by being with him, changed the entire culture of the program, And then and then it got more – prevalent we had more foreign guys come in and and a lot of people complain about that in junior college athletics and whatnot that oh you're winning with foreign guys and this and that well yeah they're really good so that's our job as in coaching college sports is to go get the best guys we can right we we don't win i'm not getting paid i'm not
0: gonna be back next year but they've got
2: to. but it helps the other guys it helps the local kids they, they perform better because of those guys you know i
1: think in baseball the the guys that come from the dominican and all in in south america they talk about they have stick ball games yeah. in they're, their yard like yeah. we had when we were little. The reason they're, I think, like what you're saying, the reason they're better than maybe what the American kids are now is they still have these stick baseball right. games, yeah. wiffle ball games, whatever. They know how to
0: play the game. Mm-hmm. Like, And Kelly and I have talked about this, um, and I don't want to throw, I'm not going to say specifics because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I watch, I'll just say high school basketball games, and we sit here and talk about this all the time. When you watch those kids play, They have an offense that they run. They run the offense. Nobody's looking to score. They're looking at, I know I'm supposed to catch the ball here. There's going to be this cut, and I'm supposed to throw the ball over there. That's why teams are scoring 10, 12 points a game. They don't understand the game and understand that, okay, well, if I'm, I'm supposed to pass it here and that pass isn't available, Shit! I don't know what to do, and they freak <laughs> out. Yep. They don't just hey, you got a wide open lane. There's nobody yeah. within five. Drive the ball and make a layup. They it's, don't even look at
1: that. Uh, you call that
2: overcoating. They don't. Over- play, they no, don't.
1: it's not playing the game
2: they enough. Don't they don't understand they just away. how to play
1: in yeah. general. Just play yeah. loosely and just right. play. okay in college basketball today. you Look back years back. Whenever, and I'm talking about when K State was, let's say in the early late '80s, early '90s. I was say we we're talking a while ago. We, we're 100 points a game? Yeah. It's not unheard of. Right. Now if someone scores 100 points, you say, how in the world did they score 100? <laughs> we talked about the first Sooners, one the 60s. I think win. Oklahoma Sooners, when they had Skeeter Henry and those guys, averaged like 108 for the season. Yeah, Shot clocks went. changed. You had a, a guy week, named Tampa. Skeeter? Skeeter Henry. Don't remember Didn't him? Didn't know that. No. He could pick a nickel off the top of the <laughs> backboard. <laughs> yeah. He jumps the dang high. I <laughs> don't
0: remember a Skeeter. I think I would have remembered that <laughs> yeah, one. He, he he was, a, that. Oh, he
1: was a dandy. He was... He's about 92, somewhere oh, well, along okay. in there. Yeah, I don't remember that. You know,
2: one, we, so. we, were, we we're talking about culture and all that in sports. So, here's an interesting deal. And I think I've talked to you about this before, Kevin. But, so, Derby, it's no secret. Derby's, right. Derby's the animal in the room, right? Yep. They, 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 they're good. And they're good at what they do. Their teams are good at what they do. The parents are bought in. The kids are bought in. You know, and, and – and there's a reason why they do what they do right but right. it's 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 again it goes back to that one word i mean we said it a million times here culture but you know what derby has on staff they have a coach and guess what his name is he is the culture coach <laughs> i mean what, it's i've like,
0: i've said this I, I was joking around about this last year when to played at a middle school basketball because when you go into the gym before the game their warm up there's no music playing there's it's just it's not a to me a good atmosphere so i I took a page from Matthew McConaughey. I wanted to be the Minister of Culture. Oh let me get God. this thing going. If you bring <laughs>
1: his name up again, I'm quit. oh come on I can't stand. How cool would that is... be
0: to be the Minister of Culture
2: oh, I mean no. I t- and that and we're missing a lot of that in yeah. in, in, in yeah. town. I know like when we go play over at Lakewood uh in junior high Jackson this year plays over there, they announced starting lineups they played music, and I'm not trying to beat up our school right. on the South side. But little things like this will change the culture of our school. It does. Announce those kids' names. Make them feel proud about wearing that jersey. Play a little music before the game in there. They have the capabilities. Get them going. um, I would say the student section at South High does a pretty good job um, for the most part. Now, during football, they didn't have a lot to cheer for. It was rough. I mean, that was a rough goal. That was one of the hardest football seasons I've probably witnessed and watched in – in salina since i've lived here but at basketball i mean they're they're competitive this year and the students show up and they're a lot of fun i mean i enjoy it but it could be better you know and culture starts at the top we gotta it's gotta filter all the way down through the school and if you have good school sports in your community yeah your whole community is just better i mean that's yep. Uh, you can like it or not, but that that's the truth. You know, the community is much yep. stronger if your schools are very strong. And well, I don't and want not to just the, academically; they gotta enjoy going to school. You know, I'm not,
1: so. not this isn't a knock on the on the central kids, but me and Lisa sit across from we we'll sit behind the the where the coaches are at, set yep. in that area, and you can look across and see the student section. Our student section always disappoints me because they're so uninvolved in the game. Like one. At one point, there was only like two rows of kids, and I said, I went to a small class A school, and we had more at every home game than they <laughs> yep. ever dreamed of so, having here. So, I And I don't, that's got to be something new. My son, Hal, never went to a basketball game in his life. Yep. Had no pride in the school, whatever. Yep. But I think that you've got to reach out and say, hey, kids, you all got to come. Um, well, so uh,
0: I, I don't want to get into an argument about the band, but the band doesn't show up at Salina South until the boys' game starts.
1: Oh, that makes me so mad! Our girls are number one yeah. in the state, and they come at halftime yeah. of the girls' game. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's just it's the fans don't come until halftime and, of the girls' until game. Until
0: anybody cares about this stuff, nothing's going to change. And we've had yeah. a lot of conversations well, and, about and this. And
2: South's band has been really, really good for, yeah. like they were fun to listen to for years. When I was when I was in high school, the drumline was, was huge. huge. Like that was a big did deal. Did they do
1: the whole but all boys game and all, all girls game I both believe were they so. there forever? As far as yeah. I remember. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand the show you know, up in half.
2: Yeah. You look up at South Band this year and the drummers, there's only I mean, I think there's maybe four or five drummers up there. It used to be a whole row of drummers and they would yep. play extra shows after the games and people would stand and watch them, you know, and and that is another I mean, what what happened? Why do why are the kids yeah. not out? Well, one, I think COVID maybe took some kids out of those we music did. programs yep. and that's that's filtering in there a little bit. Too maybe we're not doing as good a job in our in our elementary music programs as we were at one time to where we're getting those big numbers in band now today you know so those those things all go together it all matters culture isn't just sports in the school you know if your if your band is good your theater department's good if your your student body um, representation is really good and you you know you have like a fight to be on that student body yeah. I bet nobody wants to be on it you right know now, the one thing you know? I
0: could go without is the dancing part but <laughs> that's what I go for <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. In it, you know. in the Gentry, I apologize. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding about that. Do y'all see a school in 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 Kansas? That's I mean I, I've got one in Oklahoma that I just I always look at and go, that's where I would want my kids to go if I was. But do you see one in Kansas? You go, that culture looked awesome. The, do you I
0: I don't know that I can answer that yet. Just just now getting following my daughter and getting into high school sports. The I have had the opportunity. Southeast
1: did a great so. job. I was going to say,
2: I can tell you, my son transferred from South after his freshman year to Southeast. Completely changed him as a kid. Yeah. And that school – They've got good things going on, and it's, yeah. a, it's a good school. He had a, he is. got a great education. I mean, he went to college with 30 hours um, out of a 3A school, 2A, 3A school, uh, played football, would have never even went out for football at South, just happened to get on the team. It was a pretty funny story. I'll save that one for another time. But, um, you know, just all of it, it changed him as a kid. Now, that was right for him. That isn't right for everyone. I mean, some kids thrive at South, but, they do if a great you go, job. If you go out you know, to a Southeast so. to
1: Sling game, though, you feel more like you're at a – Great basketball game yeah. than if you go to Central to a basketball game. Right. I mean, the crowd itself is a is see. A and I've always crowd, thought Central a bigger... had a great atmosphere personally for basketball. Well, you know I, what? I'm, I'm really, as much games, as that hurts me to say it, I the think the that they game have a starts, good. They do. Right. They. I always get frustrated that our girls have been in the state tournament for like four or five years in a row now, and they still do not get followed the way they should get followed. I just I don't know why. Doesn't make any sense to me, but um. There's a school in Oklahoma, Ada, Oklahoma, that's won, like, 20 state championships. It's the hometown of um, – what's his name? The guy on The Voice. Oh, Blake, uh, Blake. Blake, Blake Shelton. Shelton. Blake Shelton. He's uh, Which Blake Shelton has very little to do with what their – success. but you're talking about the coach. The coach started a system, and this guy's been – he's in the Hall of Fame now from Oklahoma Hall of Fame for coaching. But he started, and they call their – their Ada is called The System. They start that system in the fifth grade, yeah. and you use the same system. And, the, and like you're saying, kids getting announced, they're announced in the fifth grade till they're seniors. And they, by the time they're seniors, we're supposed to win the state championship. Yeah. We, right. that's I kinda, what our big brother is. That's what our.
2: I, I mean, I kind of can wrap that up for you, I guess. So that's to me, culture is a, is a is a long line, right? Kids start playing sports at you know first grade ish, whatever. They really get competitive first, second, third grade. Yeah. If you've got really strong culture in your administration and your school at the top and you got really good culture in your youth programs, all of a sudden when they get to the middle of that – They can't wait something special.
1: Well, they don't have kids sitting on the sidelines that are good enough athletes to be starting. And I saw that But that's
2: that's a pride deal for like and that's where
1: people kids just quit and walk away. They're they're
2: told at home that they're better than that. And they instead of going out and working their tail off to, to, to get that spot or just to be happy to be on the team. Correct. They're told that they're better than that, and then and then they quit. Well, and, that, and and
0: that's my last point is this kind of me first thing, if you will. I mean, every team needs that utility player, the sixth man. Y- you should be happy. I mean, if that's your role and that's going to help your team win, that's what it's all about. But people get pissed off. Oh, I'm not. I've started my whole life. I'm not starting. You know, like and, entitlement. And freshmen <laughs> and coming they're just in. done. I mean, realistically in salina sports it's going to be rare that a freshman is going to come in start varsity and and start playing i mean they're going to be a pretty good athlete if they're going to do that that doesn't happen often but you see kids that get pissed off because they're playing on the freshman team and that's not good enough or maybe they're not even starting on the freshman team and 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 i i know people that think that they're you know their kids going to come in as a freshman and start and those kind of things you're going to be disappointed, and if you set that expectation, they're going to be done. Like they're they're not going to be happy, and they're going to quit. And then what? What are you teaching the kid at that point? You yeah. know.
1: Well, so, we've taken this all the way up to the college level now. If you're not happy at a school that you oh, yeah. just, just take made a, a hike. On, let's just move. <laughs> yes. Let's just go
2: somewhere else. But that and, that all started. It's the whole entitlement attitude, you know, and that goes all the way up to there. And then they just open a Pandora's box yeah. in college sports now. That is insane. But
1: oh yeah. Well, we've we've discussed this a couple of times, and it's still, it's not just because we lost a lot of players. We, at the same time, we went out and got players. So I mean, you can't. I mean, I'm talking about. I'm we gonna as, start another podcast, and we're gonna talk
2: about sports and culture, and and youth sports and high school. We're just gonna run it all. I'll start another. Well, one. I, I
0: I made notes on things to talk about, and I don't think we we're. We're at fifty minutes right now, and, and do I don't it. think I've even covered <laughs> half of what I was. Give me another. Talking this, note, it's so. a huge topic.
2: It is. I mean, you start talking about facilities and youth sports and high school sports and culture, and and what's what's all wrong with it, I man. And the problem is, is, until everybody buys into what you're talking about, and they say, "I want to be a part of something different." there's not going to be a change change. culture is culture starts with a change. Somebody has got to be willing to buy into the next guy. And then that family or that kid or that parent buys into the next guy. And all of a sudden you got 10 or 15 people that are on the same page and, and, it starts to build, but so, until that happens, I think
1: it can happen with one guy. I think one guy can change a culture. So what we're saying
0: uh, is there's going to be a part two to this podcast. At I'm some down. Point. I'm we're down. Gonna, you guys can invite more me any around want. this, but uh, yeah, to try to keep it under an hour, we're going to stop there on this topic. Probably a good idea. And so, typically, the dance culture
1: though is awesome. It's <laughs> I'll take your word for that. You would know N-U-S-S-D, better than me. <laughs> so go vets.
0: Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say that. I have nothing. So, well, so did you just actually do a cheer there? <laughs> he yeah. did. He did. So he's he's getting ramped uh, up for tonight. Oh yeah, we tonight, got playoffs uh, start tonight. We got the Newton Railers. Nah, uh,
2: those Rayleigh, girls are special.
1: Yeah. There, that's a special team. They're
0: really it is. good. It's it's going to be interesting to see how. You it's, know, I was uh, telling
1: um, the little Aubrey come over to the house the night that they had to dance a couple weeks ago, and and um, different kind of a kid. You know, she's exceptional she was in her prom dress and had on tennis shoes. And Lisa goes, did you wear tennis shoes because you don't want to hurt your ankle? And she goes, oh, playoffs is coming. I'm not wearing I'm not wearing high heels. <laughs> Smart I'm kid. not taking a chance of hurting my ankles going into the playoffs. And I go, Lisa, that's the kind of kid that everybody wants right there.
0: <laughs> well, typically when we have a guest on, we like to ask them questions. Yep. Um, but as we were uh, talking before we uh, started recording this, Our guest came with questions for, well, he's going to answer them too, but questions for us. So we're going to change this up a little bit, and uh, we can ask questions back and forth for the last 10 minutes here or so. But I'll let you start with one of your questions, because I still don't know that I know the answer to this. Oh, I've got mine.
2: (laughs) All right, so one of my favorite things to do, and and a lot of the guys that I hang out with, we go down. Say we go to the library, um, everybody's got the jukebox apps on their phone. You know what is your number one? You walk in the bar, order a drink, and the jukebox is playing. What is your number one song you're going to play on that jukebox? You want me to tell you mine first, or do you guys want to answer? It. So these are two that you guys. No, I bet. I mean, I'd be surprised if anybody's hardly heard of, them, except for the people that hang out with me and get to enjoy it. But number one is Fever Dog, which is not even a real song. Well, it's a real <laughs> song, but there's no no band. It is. Uh, it's on the soundtrack for the movie Almost Famous. So. That
0: is a good movie.
1: I, that's your one. To, that's your number one. You'll play. It it, so, Do you yeah. go to your app to get that? Because that's not going to be. It's on really most, hard to find. It's not going to be on most jukeboxes. Yeah, it's, it's on, on AMI and all app, that. Yeah, it's on which there. I love the jukebox app. So I have two. Uh, my second one. I got one more. Oh, right,
2: go ahead. Is Banditos by the Refreshments? I don't know. That's a reach out there too.
1: Uh, you guys. <laughs> hey, let's listen put both to, these songs listen to on both our of them. Let's put both of those songs on our Facebook page so that people can. We'll have to know what they are. Those no, are my two. Because
0: almost famous is a hell of a good movie. So if you
2: hear those in the in the in a big bar somewhere in Dallas, okay. I'm,
1: yeah, you'd be looking somewhere. around. I'm
0: probably there. So, all right, Phil, what's yours?
1: I have two, and because of the app, you can just about play anything. Number one, I'll play Boomer Sooner. Me The only song the OU band knows. Me and Lisa go in. We play Boomer Sooner as soon as we go in. Number two, because I'm a Kansas guy now. I love when I go in and they're playing "Carry On My Way." I knew that wind, was coming. Uh, it was either that or "Dust in the Wind." Yeah. I wasn't sure which one you were going with, uh, but I knew that was coming. So when, uh, that is awesome because everybody in the whole place will stand up and start singing it oh, yeah. anytime you get uh, Kansas playing. Not "Dust in the Wind" in a
0: bar. I want to. Well, no, but I when you were way. when you were. I knew you were going to Kansas, okay, and so yeah. it was one of two songs yeah. there. But yeah, uh, <laughs> dang, I don't, I don't know that I can answer that. I mean, I'm just so all over the place when it comes to music. Whatever's, I mean, one of my favorite songs of all time, probably that I would play or that I have played a lot. I was trying to log in to the
1: Wild Bash Game
0: No, the uh, the <laughs> app that uh, lets you play Touch Tunes to see if it could show you like yeah, your and, uh, top it, it keeps your history so, doesn't yeah. I need to go but pledge allegiance to the hag is is yeah. one of my favorite songs yeah.
2: i think you played that last time I, we probably were at the, bar together. In the <laughs> library yeah.
0: probably so that would be one of them but i mean i'm lately you know luke combs has has been a big one i mean i've i've yeah. gotten part of it was the concert we went to a, a week ago but i've gotten back into eric church obviously yeah. I just mentioned one song there but uh Man, I don't know that I could come up. I'll I'll think of that, and if I think of something else, I'll
2: I'll uh, post it. On There's got to be one page. deep down in you somewhere. So, someday you'll think. You of know, it. You yeah? know,
1: we're, we're I'm a country music guy more than anything. No, and so uh, I'll place Dwight Yoakam m- multiple songs by Dwight Yoakam, even though he's not my favorite. But he does; he's pretty good to be listened to in a bar. Uh, I sing Dixie. Well, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Is prime bad? country
0: on uh, XM Radio <laughs> last weekend was was. Uh, we went to Kansas City and and then uh, went to a volleyball tournament, but uh, they were playing Dwight Yoakam every other song. I, it was uh, Bakersfield something. You low, mean to tell yeah. you where?
1: Guess where I saw uh, Dwight Yoakam live? You, I saw him I, at I'll, give you, I'll give you four hundred guesses, and I bet you'd never. It's got to be it. a
0: casino somewhere. No,
1: David Letterman show in New York City. Oh really? Reg- yeah, that's pretty. Regis Philbin and Dwight Yoakam were the two people on that <laughs> night, and uh, Dwight They're Yoakam about came same. out and sang. Yep. He had uh, ripped pants. uh, His pants had all those rips in them, you know, and everything. I always think about that.
0: Yep. I'll tell you a funny story um, about Dwight. So he played at Stiefel a few years ago. And so I bought two tickets, front row. If you think about the Stiefel, it was on the the stage left, um, but front row. And I just bought two tickets thinking my wife would go. She threw a fit, did not want to go. (laughs) So I ended up going with Gerard. And... We get there and there's only two. It's handicap seats apparently. There's only two seats in that front row, so it's just him <laughs> oh, and I so sitting there. A, and I pump? can I can feel <laughs> the guy behind me just staring at the back of my neck, like wondering what the hell's going on. So I reach over, I put my arm around him, and I know this guy was just freaking out watching this. But uh.
1: speaking of the Stiefel, did either of you go to Ario Speedwagon? I uh, did. That go, was not at the best by. Oh, that the okay, yeah. Center. Okay, yeah. I had so many people went to brag Sky about those guys. There were so many oh, guys. I have seen them a couple times. They're
0: a great uh, 70 years like old and they
1: said he can yep. re- still rip yep. it.
0: So, okay, my question. We talk sports a lot. I'm going to ask you two uh Kelly obviously made a comment about K-State, but I'm going to ask you specifically you your favorite athlete of all time and your favorite K-State athlete of
2: all time. Man, can I get one for basketball and one for football? Sure. You can guess them. I mean... I know Jordan. No? J- Jacob Pullen. Okay. I, for sure. 100% hands down. One of the... I mean, what that guy did, holy cow. And if you haven't listened to his episode on that I podcast, just, just the Moscow it the Boys, yeah. it's pretty entertaining. And then Michael Bishop. I mean, you guys have had him on yep. here. I actually, I talked to him that same day that you guys had him on here. Michael Bishop is... Not only the best football player that I ever watched at k State man he's one of the best human beings i've ever i've ever met in my life and he is he is just man he is special i funny story on Michael, so I'm in college at k state that year and and he goes to New York City for the Heisman trophy presentation and we we all got together and watched it, and then we were out and I was at Lucky's Lucky Brew, which was the icon back yep. then, right? And I'm standing on the dance floor. When you walk in the door, you had to walk right by the dance floor. I'm standing standing on the dance floor, and I look over my shoulder, and, and there's Michael Bishop at closing time who had just been on the stage in New York City with his Heisman ball cap on and a Heisman sweatshirt. You know, here he is back in Manhattan that night. Really? You know, but what a great guy.
0: So that's K-State. Anybody outside of the K-State? Favorite athlete.
2: Nolan Ryan, hands down.
0: Really? Hmm. Okay. I'd have to go with, I, I mean, outside of k State, it's easy for me, Bo Jackson. K-State, that's a tough one for me. I mean, basketball-wise, I'd, I'd be with you. Jacob Pullen. Um, man, I loved Rodney Magruder for some oh, reason. Yeah. I mean, that dude, 100% every night.
2: Jacob's stories I'll about never, Rodney on that podcast oh yeah, were pretty yeah. good.
0: I'll never forget when they played in the Sprint Center and he freaking hit the ground and his tooth goes flying across <laughs> yeah. the floor. I mean, that guy gave you a hundred percent every night. It was yeah. hard not to not to like him. So God, there were so uh, many guys in that run there. Football, man, I'd have. I I mean, those those late '90s teams were good. I mean, Bishop would probably be number one for me as well. I, I'd put Sproles a. A close second, but uh, he's got to be no- Bishop's got to be number one. For You're talking
1: me.
2: about changing the culture. He came yeah. in and did it, man. Absolutely, did. Yeah. So,
1: do I have to name two K State guys? No, but yeah, yeah, you do. I'd have to. I like. <laughs> okay, I liked like, <laughs> Blackman. Rome. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, I thought he was could have been an awesome sooner.
0: How old are you?
1: He would have played in about 88, Dirt, 89. early. 80s. 80, or, yeah. uh, he he played yeah. against Wayman Tisdale, those yeah. guys. It, unbelievable and then it, sproles would be my favorite k-state really? guy ever yeah uh he was so good he just wore us out um oh yeah but um uh, but i nobody wants right. to hear that outside
0: of outside of k-state just sports in general oh my favorite and you can take there's OU a, there's since...
1: a no there's a plethora of yankees
0: i mean, I mean oh jeter is gonna be
1: up there uh, well jeter would be my guy yeah um but my OU guys are brian bosworth in football and uh basketball is Probably Wayman. Wayman. I, yep. I, I, I was it. in high school whenever Wayman was there, and he was you know, a freshman All-American, sophomore All-American, junior All-American. Then he was probably getting a free room from Mobile Oil and had to go to the pros <laughs> yeah. the senior year. Uh, but he was something. And, and one of the reasons I kind of liked him, I had some buddies that played against him. They're older than me, of course. I would have only been about eighth grade. Our high school team played against him. We would won the state championship in basketball. We go play in an all tournament team and we have to play against Bowie's Tulsa team. We thought we were good until we got yeah. our hands. <laughs> <Bowie>. <laughs> oh my God. They we skipped the county tournament. The only year we could have probably won our county tournament. I think they beat us by forty. And we were really good, but Wayman probably scored sixty on us. Fooling around. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, not he even he did didn't chance. even take it seriously. He <laughs> was just an unbelievable player. Um and you know what's a weird thing about Wayman? You look at – he went into the music career and did all – for him to be dead is just still yeah. sort of a stunner to me that uh, yeah. leg cancer and, got so, him.
0: and he was early 80s, right, at OU? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: he was he, – him and Billy. Billy was no, – uh, Billy, Billy. Tubbs started. You know I love Billy. We've, we've sat and talked about it, and if we, uh, we get back on here again with Kelly sometime, I'd like to go back, and when we were high school age, uh, eighth grade, seventh grade – Talk about the old, old Big Eight Conference. Oh, yeah, how man. much the, kids don't even realize how much how good basketball was back then. Yeah, I, it, to the me, coaches
2: were so fiery, well, and that's awesome. what we always I mean, talk about. Jack Hartman, and yeah. uh, Norman, yeah, John Orr, I mean, Billy, Billy was, Tubbs. It yeah. was everywhere. They were yeah. man, they were all. No, good. We talk about that all. The, the time. guy uh, who's the,
1: who and Norman's the Missouri guy. Oh, yeah, guy, and they were just norm Stewart. The, the other thing is during that time frame, I am not an NBA guy anymore. And probably I used to like the NBA. I I liked it pretty good whenever Jordan and them were playing. I think we lived in our lifetimes through the best times of the NBA. And that would be the Oh the Jordan era Jordan era magic right Larry, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean and it's... they they think they're good now. I think the those old guys would still wear these guys out. I would agree. We'll never know.
2: It's hard to tell. No, and there, there's some serious talent. Oh, I, there's some stuff. I love – I'm a basketball nut. So, starting next week is a month full. You know, yeah. um, I'll take my my two younger sons, and then I think Aaron's going to come meet us. We go to the Big 12 tournament. We missed it the last two years, and, the, man, the kids were bummed. But we'll go up, and we'll spend the whole weekend. Whether K-State gets beat out or not, we'll, we'll go to every game. Um, we play basketball at the College Basketball Experience the whole time we're there. It's just a blast. And then following that up, March Madness – it's a good thing I've got staff because I will be parked in front of a TV somewhere yeah. watching every one of those games. I was kind of hoping when you were talking to OU
0: players that you were going to mention uh, Manic as your favorite basketball <laughs> player, and I was going to take your OU card did know that you.
1: he? Did you know that he um, has been starting every game for – I knew he transferred. But North Carolina. Know. Oh, and, that's and right. And he's done that's great. Right. He that's plays right. every minute, and he's yep. averaging about 18 a game. He never played that good since he was a freshman at Oklahoma. So he's had a great year at North Carolina this year.
0: Yep well that puts us over an hour um we're gonna wrap this up but uh i'll give you anything you want to any anything you want to say to the podcast world out there before we wrap it up
2: man i really appreciate you guys having me on I, I love your podcast it's it's local stuff and and if you've watched any of my videos that i post i do a thursday uh, afternoon update I, from I do my watch office them and i
1: like it that's and, a great uh, idea
2: one, we do it, yeah, to, to get some people to pay attention to us. But two, I just like our community, and, yep. and I think, like Philip said, it's got to start somewhere, and, yep. and I figured, man, if I can do something positive and try to right. make a difference, that's what I want to do. So, yep. man, we support your community and, and get out there and support what other people are doing. Buy into your community, and, and it'll it'll pay you back. Yep. So.
0: Yep. Speaking of supporting our community, um, our, we're working on the, the details right now, but our next podcast we're, well, we're not going to be live, but we're going to record it live from the garage here in town. Ooh, that'll so be fun. We're going to get uh, Michelle and Tom and a couple other guys on the phone to, to talk about what's going on there. And, and the you talk about like a guy them.
1: that's fully vested in his community. Tom yes. is one oh, guy yeah. that's yes. really been fully vested in... And uh, I'm sure he would like for somebody else to take the reins at one of these <laughs> Yeah, Maybe that man's Kelly. <laughs> so, but he has done a great job. Buns, we'll have a lot of <laughs> fun down at the uh, down at the garage. I haven't been in there yet. I haven't we're going to nope. go in this week. The crowds have already been great. They've already sold tons of of uh, family memberships. I mean, yep. uh, it, I, you wouldn't think it would be a draw. It is evidently yep. a hell of a draw. Yep. It's going to yeah.
0: be great for the community. Yep. It's going to be awesome. So. Well, we will uh, see you in two weeks uh, live from the garage. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Phillip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.